You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip. I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model, and you can check out my website, mimifootnip.com, for more about me. Uh, I want to remind you all that in a couple of weeks, my friend and foot model, uh, she's not my foot model, how do I say this? My friend, who is a foot model, my foot model friend, my foot model friend, Cute Webbies, is uh, coming out to visit me and she's gonna uh, stay with me for a few days and we are going to be teaming up and doing customs together, so double customs. Uh, if anyone's interested, please contact me, mimifootnip at gmail.com is my email for uh, information about customs and business inquiries as well as Listeners who want to submit stories or have questions for me or things that they want to talk about on the podcast, if there's, um, yeah, like if you have a fantasy or a story, whether it's a true story, something, a lived experience or a fantasy story, a fiction story, I'm here for it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I love, uh, I love all the pedal pumping stuff you guys send me. And if you haven't heard your story on the podcast yet, then uh, you can nudge me. But I do have, I have a few in the queue still, but I'm always soliciting more uh, because I want this podcast to go on and on every week, forever and ever till the end of time because uh, pedal pumping needs needs to be shared. It needs, we need to indulge our, our pedal pumping gene. <laughs> I also want to thank my patrons who support this podcast. Tevin, Jim, Riker, Not a Golfer, Rayshon, Eric F., Eric J., Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havaianas Fan, Austin, Joe, Major Dave, and Harrison. Thanks, you guys. Um, I was riding my bike yesterday, and I saw the guy, remember, a while back. Gosh, I think this was over a year ago. Um, there was like a dune buggy. Uh, parked on the street and I was admiring it and a guy came out and said oh it's mine you want to drive it and I said sure and I hopped in and drove it around and there's a video of it on YouTube for patrons only and um, anyway I was riding my bike and I saw that guy and I was I was waving at him I'm like hey <laughs> so the doom buggy is still around town and it would be really cool to uh, connect with that guy and drive drive it again we'll see but if you are a patron of the podcast then uh you can check out that video all right so i'm gonna read an email after a short break all right i'm back and i'm gonna read this email and it is a story submitted by matt um, and it gets kind of spicy so if you're not into like the x x-rated type stuff, then this is a story you might want to skip. If that sounds good to you, then stick around because I'm about to jump into it. Matt says, hi Mimi, this is the horror story that I mentioned to you in an email recently that you mentioned on your podcast yesterday. Matt, part one. It was a cool spring evening around 5 p.m. in California and Debbie and Mimi were in their apartment making plans to visit the local cemetery later that evening to have a look around and just see if anything spooky happens. They were both dressed in similar outfits, leather jackets and short skirts and heels and ponytails and hoop earrings. Debbie and Mimi left the school in the minibus and parked it outside their apartment. 
Usually Debbie leaves it at the school and goes home with Debbie in her car, but today they wanted to drive the minibus to the cemetery and park it nearby so they don't have to walk far when they leave the cemetery. Debbie goes into the kitchen to make a drink for her and Mimi. Debbie brings the drinks into the living room and Mimi and Debbie sit on the sofa together and cross their legs and say to each other, damn, we look hot tonight. Debbie leans over and kisses Mimi on her lips and rubs her thigh and says, I can't wait to be alone with you tonight in the minibus. I know how hot and horny we both get trying to get that bloody thing to start for us when we both take turns trying. Mimi sighs and goes, yeah, babe. I love when you have to beg and bounce and plead and pump, but the best part is when we go topless and we feel the cold seats on our backs, so we have to sit close and kiss and cuddle to warm ourselves up in between trying to get the damn minibus to start. Debbie winks winks at Mimi. They sip their drinks on the sofa thinking about how their night will go. They finish their drinks and Debbie takes the empty mugs into the kitchen and puts them in the washing up bowl. Debbie looks at her watch and says, 6 p.m. Debbie asks Mimi what time she wants to leave for the cemetery. Mimi replies, let's leave at 6.30. It's a 20-minute drive from here, so we'll have 30 minutes to wash up our dinner plates and mugs and get ready to leave. Debbie says to Mimi, I'll do the washing up if you want to add a bit of makeup. Lipstick, eyeliner, mascara, etc. Mimi goes into the bedroom to touch up her makeup while Debbie does the washing up. When Mimi gets back, Debbie goes into the bedroom and touches up her makeup and goes back into the kitchen where Mimi kisses Debbie's neck. Debbie winks at Mimi and says, what was that kiss for? Mimi replies, just for being a wonderful partner and friend, and then smiles at Debbie. Debbie checks her watch and it's 6.25 p.m. and Mimi says, let's go. It doesn't matter if we leave a few minutes early. They both grab their handbags. Mimi grabs the bus keys from the hook and winks at Debbie. Debbie says, I was going to ask if you wanted to drive tonight. Mimi winks at Debbie. They walk to the front door holding hands. Mimi opens the front door and they both exit the apartment hand in hand with Debbie locking the door behind them with her keys. Debbie and Mimi make the short walk to where the minibus is parked. Heels click clacking on the ground as they walk, ponytails bouncing off their shoulders and earrings swaying in the cool evening breeze. Mimi unlocks the passenger passenger door of the minibus and Debbie climbs in and puts her seatbelt on. Debbie can't resist looking and leaning out the passenger door and checking out Mimi's legs as she walks round to the driver's door and hearing Mimi's heels click-clucking on the ground excites her and makes her blush. Mimi notices Debbie checking out her legs before she gets into the bus and looks at Debbie and says, Do you like what you see? Is my skirt short enough? Debbie giggles and says, yeah, I like what I see, and yes, that skirt is short enough. Mimi replies playfully, oh really, you think the skirt is short enough? Well, I have an even shorter skirt to show you next time. Debbie says, oh, I can't wait to see that. Mimi smiles as she opens the driver's door and climbs into the minibus. Mimi adjusts herself in the seat and puts her seatbelt on. Debbie adjusts herself in the passenger seat and puts her seatbelt on. Mimi wiggles the gear stick and makes sure it's in neutral. She finds the right key and inserts it into the ignition, slightly pulling out the choke as the weather is a bit cool and it might help start the bus. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, are you ready? Debbie replies, yeah, let's go. Mimi turns the keys. 
The minibus struggles to start. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, you've got this. You'll get it started. Mimi turns the key off and then turns it on again. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, baby. Mimi pleads. Vroom, the bus starts and gently idles. Debbie leans over and kisses Mimi's cheek and cheekily says, I saw up your skirt as you climbed into the minibus. Mimi smiles at Debbie and says, I'm glad you got a good peek up my skirt, you sexy woman. Mimi reverses out of the parking space and drives out the road and drives toward the cemetery. The drive is going smoothly when Debbie leans over and notices that the bus is low on gas. Debbie tries to get Mimi's attention by calling her name. Mimi finally notices Debbie calling her name and says to Debbie, Are you okay? Debbie says, Yes, but um, we need gas for the bus. We are at a fifth of a tank right now, and we still have 15 minutes till we reach the cemetery. Mimi says, Fuck, I don't know where the nearest gas station is. Can you look on your phone, please, Debbie? Debbie says, I'll try, but the signal's pretty poor out here in the suburbs. Debbie finds the directions to a local gas station when her phone suddenly shuts off. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, what happened? Debbie says that her phone is a low battery. Mimi says, did you bring your charger? Debbie looks in her handbag but finds no charger. Debbie asks Mimi if she has her charger in her handbag. Mimi sighs, well, you can have a look and see if it's in there. Debbie checks Mimi's handbag for the phone charger. She finds the charger and plugs it in, but then Debbie says, fuck, the phone now has no mobile signal and the minibus needs gas. Typical. Mimi tries to reassure Debbie that they'll find a gas station soon. Mimi continues driving and eventually finds a gas station that is open and sells gas for the minibus. Debbie says to Mimi, I'll fill the tank. It was my error. I forgot to fill it up the other day and thought we'd have enough to get to the cemetery tonight. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, thanks, babe. Debbie unbuckles her seatbelt and gets out of the bus and proceeds to fill the tank up with gas. Mimi can't resist watching Debbie using the gas pump and filling the tank up and checking out her sexy legs. Mimi tries distracting Debbie by winking and blowing her kisses. Debbie just smiles. Debbie puts the fuel hose back in the holder and gets back into the minibus and puts her seatbelt back on. Mimi asks Debbie to check her phone for directions from the gas station to the cemetery. Debbie tells Mimi that it's a 10-minute drive from here and sets up the sat-nav on her phone and puts the phone in the dashboard mount facing Mimi. Mimi starts the minibus and makes their way to the cemetery. A short while... They arrive at the cemetery and find a parking space. Mimi turns off the minibus and unbuckles her seatbelt and undoes her ponytail and looks at Debbie and winks and says, do you want a bit of flirty, sexy fun before we get out and explore the cemetery? Debbie replies, you read my mind, babe. Debbie unbuckles her seatbelt and undoes her ponytail, shaking her hair and running her hands through it, which gets Mimi's attention. And she says, oh, I love when you make your hair bounce like that. Debbie says, oh, I thought you might, honey. Now lean over here and kiss me. Mimi feels a tingle in her pussy and goes, oh, baby, I love when you talk to me like that, and leans over and kisses Debbie on the lips. Mmm, that feels so good, Debbie says. Mimi and Debbie kiss each other on the lips and caress 
each other for about five minutes and they both get pretty hot and horny. Mimi pulls away from Debbie and says, let's take a short break and compose ourselves and then explore the cemetery. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, okay, babe. They both relax in their seats and catch their breath after the steamy fun they had just had. Debbie and Mimi say, let's explore the cemetery. Debbie hides her phone and charger in the glove box on the dashboard. Mimi grabs the keys from the ignition and they both climb out of the minibus and close the doors. Mimi locks the minibus behind them. Mimi and Debbie walk hand in hand to where all the famous gravestones are standing and take a moment to remember the people in their lives that are no longer alive. Debbie notices the moon in the corner of her eye and says to Mimi, we couldn't have picked a more perfect evening to explore this cemetery. Mimi kisses Debbie's cheek and says, I agree, babe. Let's keep exploring. Mimi and Debbie start walking to another part of the cemetery, which is less lit up and has a more eerie, unnerving atmosphere. They grip each other's hands tighter as they slowly walk through the spooky part of the cemetery, which reminds them of an outside part of a haunted house. But under the moonlight, it's even spookier with skeletons hanging from branches of twisted trees, looking eerily at them as they walk by. This is accompanied by a horror-themed soundtrack playing through a set of speakers that are hidden in a couple of tree stumps. Suddenly, they hear movement in some leaves nearby and look round to see a shadow of a dark figure in the distance. They look at each other and scream, Oh shit, I don't fucking like this, I'm scared! They compose themselves and continue to explore, gripping each other's hands tighter and holding each other closely. They hear movement in the leaves again and see the same strange figure, but he's closer this time. It looks like a staff member that looks after the cemetery, but they can't be sure. The strange figure bellows out a howl and an evil laugh, which makes Debbie and Mimi jump and shake and tremble and whimper. They both scream, let's get the fuck out of here now. They hold hands even tighter and put their arms around each other and hastily make their way up back to the minibus as fast as possible. And they get to the minibus, breathing heavily and feeling really scared and worried. Debbie says to Mimi, give me the keys. Mimi opens her handbag and fumbles for the minibus keys, but she can't find them. Debbie says, hurry up, Mimi. Mimi says, I'm trying to find the damn keys. They must be in here somewhere. She continues to fumble in her handbag as the eerie silence is deafening. Debbie is shaking with fear as sweat appears on her frightened and scared face. Mimi, after what seems like forever, finds the minibus keys and gives them to Debbie. Debbie unlocks the minibus and forcefully opens the heavy driver's door. Mimi does the same with her passenger side door. They both jump in the bus, still breathing heavily and still scared about what they thought they just saw and heard in the distance. They both take a breath to compose themselves. Debbie leans over and kisses Mimi and says, it's okay, babe, we'll be home soon. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, thanks, babe. I don't think I would have handled the situation if we weren't together. Debbie puts the key in the ignition and turns the key. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, baby. Not now. Fucking start for me. Come on. I said fucking start for me, Debbie. Angrily begs and pleads. Mimi looks at Debbie with a worried expression. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, don't worry. I'll get her started. Debbie starts pounding the gas pedal and bouncing in the seat. Come on, baby. Come on. You've got this. You could start for me. Come on. Chug, 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 room. Yes, that's it, baby. Good girl. Stay running for me. 
Debbie pats the steering wheel as the engine smooths out and idles. <sighs> Debbie reverses out of the parking spot and makes her way back to their apartment. Mimi and Debbie feel a lot more calmer now than they than now that they have escaped the spooky cemetery. Mimi looks at her watch, which says 9.30 p.m., and says to Debbie, It's earlier than I thought it would be. Do you want to go somewhere and have some sexy, flirty, naughty fun in the minibus? De Debbie says to Mimi, Do you have anywhere specific in mind? Mimi says, I know this great place where we can park up in the middle of nowhere with nobody around for miles and miles. It's not far from here. Debbie says, Okay. Mimi directs Debbie down this old dirt road, and at the end, they find an old, disused camping area with benches and tables and plenty of space for some uninterrupted fun. Debbie parks the minibus and turns off the engine and looks at Mimi and says, Come here, babe. Mimi leans over and says to Debbie, Hey, babe. Debbie puts her arms around Mimi and kisses her lips and says, Sorry for being a bitch earlier when you couldn't find the keys. I was just scared, and that creepy figure we saw terrified me. Mimi says to Debbie, no worries, babe. I'm just glad that you got the minibus started. I was afraid we'd be stranded at the cemetery all night long. Debbie says to Mimi that she would have pumped and begged and bounced and pleaded all night if that's what it took to get that damn fucking minibus started. Mimi winks at Debbie and says, wow, that would have been some show. Debbie winks back at Mimi and says, fuck yeah, it would have been. Debbie and Mimi go back to kissing and holding each other tightly, caressing each other. Debbie says, let's get in the back of the minibus where we have more room and we can crack open a few Pepsi Cola cans. Neither Debbie or Mimi drink alcohol, but they do smoke the occasional cigarette and joint. Debbie and Mimi get out of the front of the minibus and get into the back and sit on one of the bench seats. Mimi grabs the cooler box full of Pepsi cans and hands one to Debbie and takes one for herself. They open them and clink them together and say, cheers. Mimi asks Debbie if she fancies a smoke. Debbie says, yeah, it's been a while, but it might help me relax a bit. Mimi pulls out a pack of 20 Marlboro lights from her back pocket, takes two cigarettes out, one for Mimi and one for Debbie. Mimi says to Debbie, have you got a lighter? Debbie fumbles around and finds a lighter in her top pocket of her jacket. Mimi lights up. Debbie's cigarette for her and then lights her own and they sit back relaxing drinking Pepsis and smoking cigarettes. Debbie looks at Mimi and asks if she has any rolled up joints as I feel like getting buzzed. Mimi finds a rolled up unused joint in her pocket and gives it to Debbie. Mimi looks at Debbie and says I guess we're staying here tonight as you're too high to drive and I'm too tired to drive. Debbie winks at Mimi and says yeah that's true. Debbie takes a final drag of her joint and Debbie goes outside to find a bin for their cigarettes and Debbie's rolled up joints. Whilst Debbie is outside looking for a bin, Mimi takes the opportunity to get in the driver's seat and starts pounding the pedal and bouncing in the seat and softly begging under her breath, come on baby, come on baby. Debbie turns around from the bin and walks towards the minibus. She sees Mimi's bouncing away and winks and smiles at her. Mimi opens the driver's side window and calls out to Debbie and says, come here, babe, I want you to watch me flood and pump and beg and plead and bounce and get so turned on that I come. Debbie gets in the passenger side of the minibus. Mimi leans over and kisses Debbie and rubs her thigh and says, are you ready for me to play? Debbie looks at Mimi in amazement at the hot, sexy woman that she sees before her sitting in the driver's seat. 
Mimi pulls out the choke and pulls the seat forward for more leverage and starts pumping the gas pedal and bouncing in the seat. Come on, sweetie, start for Mimi. Come on, baby. Mimi flings her head back and pouts and softly whispers, come on, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby, under her breath. Debbie feels a wetness in her pussy and starts rubbing her pussy inside her skirt and playfully moaning. Mimi looks at Debbie and enjoys watching her moaning and getting turned on and pumps the pedal even faster and bounces even more rapidly in the seat. Oh, come on, baby, start for Mimi. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, this top and skirt has to go. I'm feeling so turned on. Debbie removes her top and her jacket and her skirt and then smiles at Mimi. Mimi looks at the hot woman sitting next to her and says, I love when you get naked. Debbie says to Mimi, there's nothing more freeing than sitting here naked next to the woman you love. Mimi leans over and licks Debbie's nipples. Debbie goes, ooh, babe, that feels so good. Debbie starts rubbing her pussy and moaning as Mimi gets back to flooding the minibus. Oh, come on, baby, start for me, please. Come on, fucking start for me, damn it. Debbie gets wetter and wetter in the seat, stroking her pussy and getting so turned on. Mimi looks at Debbie and she removes her top and jacket and her skirt and says, much better. Debbie leans over and kisses Mimi's neck and cheek. Mimi says, oh, babe, that feels so good. Mimi starts stroking her pussy and moaning as she floods the minibus. Debbie can smell the gas fumes and says to Mimi, I think the bus is flooded. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, oh, good. <laughs> I love flooding the minibus. It turns me on so much when it won't start. Debbie says, I love when I have to struggle with the minibus as well. Mimi continues to rub her pussy and moan. Mimi starts to come as she's so turned on. Oh, that feels so good, babe. Debbie says to Mimi, do you want a break? Mimi says, yes, please. Mimi puts the seat back to its original position and gets out of the driver's seat and out of the driver's door and goes round to the passenger side and opens the door and climbs in. Debbie gets out of the passenger side and goes round to the driver's side and opens the door and climbs in and pulls the seat forward for more leverage. Debbie rubs the steering wheel and softly begs, come on, honey, start for Debbie. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, I love hearing your sexy voice begging and pleading. Debbie winks at Mimi and says, I love begging and pleading with the minibus to start. It turns me on and makes me so wet and horny. Debbie starts pumping and bouncing away. Come on, baby. Please start for me. Come on, baby. Don't leave us stranded here. Please, come on. This fucking thing never wants to start for me. Ugh. I said fucking start for me. I'm getting so wet and turned on because you won't fucking start for me. Damn you, start for me. Mimi leans over and starts fingering Debbie's wet pussy. Debbie says to Mimi, finger me faster and harder and make me come, baby. Mimi fingers Debbie's pussy even harder and faster. Debbie starts to come. Some cum drops on Debbie's finger and she licks it off and says, mmm, yummy, I love tasting cum. Mimi leans over and kisses Debbie as Mimi continues to make Debbie's pussy flood with cum and soak with wetness. Mmm, that feels so good, Debbie says. My tits are bouncing as I pump and bounce and my hair is bouncing wildly off my shoulders. Come on, baby, start for me, please. The minibus is spluttering and coughing and chugging from the brutal pounding from Debbie's foot on the gas pedal. Come on, baby, come on, baby. Debbie begs as she bounces and pumps harder and faster. 
trying to dish out even more punishment to the stricken and stranded minibus. The minibus falls silent. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, well, I think that's the minibus's way of saying it needs a break. It just chugged and chugged and spluttered and then died. Mimi says, what a shame. That was fun. Debbie agrees with Mimi. Debbie turns up the minibus and looks at Mimi and says, let's get in the back. It's quite late and I'm tired and emotional and we need a rest. Debbie and Mimi get out of the front of the minibus and climb into the back of the minibus and snuggle up closely on the bench seat behind the passenger and driver's seat. Debbie lights a cigarette and opens a can of Pepsi. Mimi also lights up a cigarette and they both relax in the back of a stricken and stranded minibus. The smell of cum and tobacco fills, fills the air around them. Debbie opens a side window and then puts her arm around Mimi and kisses the top of her head and says, Sorry that the night wasn't as enjoyable as we wanted it to be with the spooky figure at the cemetery and the minibus not starting when we tried to leave, etc. Mimi says to Debbie, no need to apologize. We both know that tonight was going to be eventful. We just didn't know how much so. Debbie and Mimi fall asleep in each other's arms, naked and worn out, but happy to be alive. Part 2. Mimi and Debbie both awake to the sound of birds chirping in the trees. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, Good morning, babe. Debbie says, Good morning, gorgeous, to Mimi. How did you sleep? Mimi asks Debbie. Debbie replies, Oh, my neck is a bit tight and my back feels tense, but eh, I slept okay. How did you sleep? Debbie asks Mimi. Mimi replies, Yeah, I slept pretty good, apart from when the birds woke me up. Debbie looks at her watch and says, It's 10.30 a.m. It's Friday, so no work today. And Debbie asked the school yesterday for permission to borrow the minibus for the weekend, and Debbie told them that she would bring it back before Monday's lesson. Thankfully, Mimi parked her car at the school so she can give Debbie a lift home after she drops the minibus off. Mimi and Debbie grab their spare clothes and in their wash bags and exit the minibus and find a double washroom and a shower cubicle where they both freshen up and get dressed. Mimi is wearing a low-cut dark blue top, an animal print micro mini skirt, and dark red Havaianas flip-flops. Debbie is wearing a loose white cotton sweater, a dark blue leather mini skirt, and a pair of black knee-high leather boots. They put their laundry in a spare bag and leave the washroom and walk back to the minibus. Debbie opens the driver's door and pulls the lever up on the side of the seat and into a bent forward position so she can put the laundry and wash bags on the back seat behind the driver's seat and then pulls the lever down and puts the seat in the normal driving position. Mimi gets in the passenger side and Debbie gets in the driver's side as the effects of her joint have worn off sufficiently enough for her to be able to drive. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, I hope it starts today. We gave it so much abuse last night. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, so do I, babe. Debbie and Mimi put their seatbelts on and Debbie pulls the seat forward slightly. Debbie puts the key in the ignition and turns it. Chug, chug. Chug, vroom. that's it, baby. Stay running, Debbie says to the minibus. The minibus engine smooths out and gently idles. Debbie pulls out of the parking space where they stayed last night, and they make their way to the school to drop off the minibus and pick up Mimi's car. Debbie pulls into a spare parking space at the school, and they grab their bags from the back of the minibus, and Debbie locks the minibus and puts her keys in her handbag. Debbie and Mimi walk to Mimi's Ford Fiesta. Mimi grabs her keys and unlocks the car they put in their bags on the back seat. Debbie gets into the passenger side and Mimi gets into the driver's side. 
Jeb Debbie checks her phone before Mimi and her start the drive back home. She sees a message from their friend Matt, just saying hi and seeing how they are. Debbie replies to Matt, saying they're both fine and that they'll arrange to meet up with him next week. Mimi starts the car. It briefly struggles, but then catches. Mimi looks at the gauges and she sees that she's low on gas, so she reverses out of the parking space and starts to drive to the nearest gas station, which is halfway between the school and their apartment. Mimi pulls into the gas station and turns off the car and proceeds to exit the car and then fill the car's tank up with gas. Meanwhile, back in the car, Debbie fills Matt in on her and Debbie's recent adventures. Matt replies to Debbie with a smile and a kiss emoji. Mimi gets back in the car and starts it up and they drive back to their apartment. Mimi finds a parking space and turns off the car and removes the key and they both exit the car and walk to the apartment. Once inside, they put their bags by the washing machine and sit down and relax. The end. From Matt. <laughs>